Sit back and relax. Educate and inform. Cozy conversations, drop the knowledge that's for real. Indigo Studio, always in the know. With Hermine Hartman, you'll be enlightened. Up and up we grow. It's time to invest in you. City Colleges of Chicago can support you with a world-class education, whatever your goal is. Get started with summer classes at City Colleges. Apply now at ccc.edu slash apply. Hi, this is Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio, and today we've got special guests to talk about a special person. We're going to be talking about an entertainer you may not know, but you know his music. His name is Lloyd Price. And there's a show in Chicago, Personality, and it is the story of Lloyd Price. And we've got a saint with us, and we've got a music master with us. And that's who's going to join us today. Uh, saint Alvin is from New York, and he is the star of the show. And he does become Lloyd Price. He sings, he dances, he acts, he does the thing. Unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, I think you ought to go. And Sheldon Becton, well, let me just give you some credits. Judy Collins, Felicia Rashad, Patty Austin, Roberta Flack, Cannonball Adderley, and it just Celine Dion, Vanessa Williams, I can't do no more, Anita Baker, um, Frankie Knuckles. He is a music master. He's a musical supervisor. He is a writer. He is uh, just everything. But Shelton did the music for personality. And we're going to talk to them today about Lloyd Price. Thank you Thank for you having very us. Much. Yes, we're yeah. here making it do what it do. Make it do what it do, yeah. so say Mr. Ray Charles. Hello. So <laughs> let's talk about Lloyd Price. Who was Lloyd Price anyway? Now, I, I'm just going to give a little bio. He was an American R&B rock and roll singer. He was known as Mr. Personality, and he had the first, uh, the first hit. He was the first teenager with a million-dollar seller. Uh, and 
took a New Orleans beat and he changed music. He really changed the genre of music. So you've done this fantastic play on Lloyd Price with his career, but let's talk about him. Who was Lloyd Price? Lloyd Price was an innovator. Lloyd Price was one of the first people in the music genre, first of all, especially of the darker diaspora, mm -hmm. who was able to transform the rock and roll genre. Uh, he was one of the first to cross over into the pop, what they considered pop music, um, because his, mu his music sold so well. He was one of the first people to own his own music and label. And masters. And masters in the music industry. So he was much a, a very good innovator, I would say. Innovator, pioneer, pioneer. Um, the first amongst many. So his first hit was Laudy Miss Claudie. And here's something that I guess people, young people of today don't know, but there was a time when black music wasn't played on white station. There was a real distinguishment between this is black music, this is white music. And so we're not gonna play. But he crossed that barrier and he was the first to really, really, really cross the barrier. What did that mean? What, what, does, what did that mean in, in 1952? Uh, it meant that the door was beginning to crack open for artists like Lloyd Price to be able to have his music be listened to not just black people, but everybody. And especially in that time, the teenagers of that time were listening to his music, but not letting their parents know that they were listening to a black artist. But he changed music. So we got rock and roll, we got R&B, we got soul, and we got all this in this, in this voice from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let, let's talk about the New Orleans uh, sound that he projected. What, what was that? In New Orleans at that time, there were such people as um, Fats Domino, uh, Dave Bartholomew, those people, there was a style of music. The rhythms, even though the drummer was playing a two and four on the <laughs> snare, in, but the way they played the two and four, there was always a little interjection of another little beat in there. Mm -hmm. That was New Orleans style. So Shelton, was this gospel influenced? Everything was gospel yeah, influence. Everything's gospel influence, right? <laughs> At that time, <laughs> even now, everything has got gospel influence in it, whether people want to admit it or not. Now, he was an influencer, too. He influenced, not only did he do his original uh, pioneering kind of thing, but he influenced many of his day uh -huh. that followed. Name some of those people. Oh, Little Richard. Um, Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke. We have people like... Uh, Bo Diddley. Mm -hmm. We have people like Chuck Berry. Mm -hmm. We have people like. Um, and Fats Domino Fats played Domino, yeah. on Lord and Miss Claus. He was he was piano player. Mm -hmm. 
So we got a fresh new sound with a man named Lloyd Price. Okay, and he crossed over, but we also got new audiences listening to this music. Back in those days, black entertainers were cheated a lot. They were exploited. Ray Charles talks about Elvis Presley in not so wonderful terms and says black folks have been shaking their hips for a long time and playing the guitar and singing, but the white boy got the credit for it. Uh, Little Richard talks about he never got his fullness of his credit, never got a Grammy Award, and he changed the sound. Was Lloyd cheated or did Lloyd was Lloyd ahead of the crowd in terms of his ownership, ownership of label, ownership of music, ownership of music? Was he ahead of everybody? He was definitely ahead of everybody. He, he was cheated at first, first, though. There we go. Until he learned the business. He learned. So he knew the business. Not only do we have this entertainer with this new sound, new voice, we got somebody who knows the business. He knows, he knows the business. And after he learned the business, after dealing with his partner, Logan, mm-hmm. Logan, who had an education, was very instrumental in teaching Lloyd the ropes of the business. So Lloyd wasn't educated? Not for no formally, no. Right. Not formally. Right. And not necessarily mm-hmm. in the in the ways of doing uh, business for music right. or, or, or contracts mm-hmm. or he, none of uh, none of that. He didn't mm-hmm. know it, mm-hmm. understand it. But as <laughs> as he got older, mm-hmm. he learned it and he also learned how some people can be in terms of riding the coattail of him so that they can make their money. So when by the time Logan came around, he said, we're not going to do that. And right. so Logan was influential to Lloyd in so many ways. First telling him, you get paid the same time I get paid mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've heard many a story where uh, Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin as we know for Aretha Franklin, anytime we saw Miss Aretha Franklin with her purse, you know she had her cut in her purse. Mm-hmm. She yeah. said, before she even opened up and sang a note, she said, give me my cut. Because they got cheated so much. Yes. The people and ran I'm out on them that. and stuff. How did the music come about? How did the musical Lloyd Price personality, how did it come about? What, what made you want to do it? What, how, did it how did it stimulate? The music came up, musical came about um, through Jeff Madoff's association with Lloyd Price. He was a writer. He was a, a book writer, and um, he's also a professor and teaches in New York City. But he befriended Lloyd, and the more he got to know Lloyd, he said, this needs to be done on a wider scale. People need to know this. So they began to put a a project together. Jeff Madoff sat many hours with Lloyd Price as Lloyd told his story over and over, and it developed into what we have now. Now, Lloyd died in 19, in, in 2021. Did he live to see the story be told? He saw it in presentation form, yes. He did get to see it at a couple of presentations we did. He was pleased? He was extremely pleased. And he said something about your music to you. What did he say? That's right. Tell it like it is. He uh, was very concerned about how his music was going to be presented. And so once he heard the, one of the presentations, he said to Jeff Maddow, I didn't know that my shit could sound so good. Hello. <laughs>
He was happy. You hear somebody say that? We know you happy about it in that way. So, okay, so we he starts in, in the South, in the town, and his music just takes him just takes over Absolutely. because he had Laudie Miss Claudia was a hit day was one, hit. all right? And so then we get other songs. We get Personality, which mm -hmm. I think was the biggest hit of them all mm -hmm. on the Ed Sullivan Show. Mm -hmm. So he was booking Ed Sullivan Show, mm -hmm. uh, the major shows yeah. of the day, Absolutely. black, white, radio, mm -hmm. television, everybody. And then he comes to New York. And in New York, he did some more revolutionary pioneering <laughs> things. And that was, there was a club, 53rd and Broadway in New York, called Birdland, which was quite popular. And he and his partner bought it. Tell me that story. What happened? Well, at the time, they, Logan, his partner, found out that uh, the person who owned it then uh, was, it went bankrupt. They, you know, basically lost the place. And Logan brought the idea to Lloyd and said, you want to know of a way to make sure that we can keep this money in our pockets? We're going to get this club. And at first, you know. Now, this is in New York. This is in New York, Midtown. <laughs> Midtown, I'm going to say that again, where everything is going on. And at first, you know, Lloyd was apprehensive because, again, at that time, it's Midtown. Not only do we have all the great stuff happening in Midtown, but we also know of the not so great stuff that happens when you get involved in this type of business at that time, dealing with the mob and everything like that, because it was a, the mob was a serious thing back then. And it was real in the world of entertainment. Very real, very real. Uh, a lot of mobsters owned record labels. A and clubs. And clubs, right. So, once Logan found this out, he said to Lloyd, he said, look, this is how we're going to keep money in our pockets, and this is how we're going to also elevate our people. We're going to buy this club. And they bought that club and turned it into the turntable. The turntable. Okay, and the turntable was really Lloyd's residency, as we understand it today. today. Uh -huh. That was his residency, because you stop touring, but you want to see Lloyd Price, you come you on you, down to right. the turntable. That's right. Okay, That's right. so... He was also introducing other artists of the day, like Jackie Wilson, James yeah. Brown. James Brown. He was able to, and this is also revolutionary, he was able to get James Brown free for a week. Oh, my God. And the reason he was able to do that is because of their relationship. Part of the reason is their relationship that Lloyd had with James. Okay. And James knew. He's like, look. This is also going to elevate me as well. Okay, like so. That. But most of the time, the, the only way people got to hear that music was to go to the Apollo. Right. Which was on 125th Street. Right. But yeah. white people right. were not going there. So that one of the big impetus for doing the show, buying this club, was so that white people could come also to the club in Midtown. Another crossover. crossover. There it right. is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so we see that his journey, that Lloyd Price is, we gonna call him the crossover. He's the crossover man, because everything he's doing, he's doing it to crossover, developing a fabulous style and Absolutely. audience along the way. We're not forgetting, but telling the story of his yes. people, yes. Lloyd Miss Claudia. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what happened? Something happened to Logan with the ownership of the turntable in New York. What happened? <laughs> Ultimately. 
Logan was killed. In New York. In New York. And so when that happened. Probable by the mob. They're making too much money. They're making money. <laughs> you know there was. Anytime we making, I call it buku money, especially at that time when you have all of the other things that's happening. Because he's got all the elements. He's got residency. Nobody's in town today. Well, I'll do a show. Then all these upcoming artists, they're coming here. Okay, not that they had contracts to go elsewhere in the first, but he's showcasing. Yes. Right. He's the showcase. Yes. Okay, okay, so this is racism is prevalent. Ooh, 110, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so Logan was killed, most likely by the mob. Um, and when that happened, uh, for, for Lloyd, you know, when your best friend is murdered, um, at a time where racism is extremely heavy, the prejudice, all of that stuff is happening. And you and he know and he knew what was happening around. And he took it as message to him too, right? Sure, sure did. And and that and at that and, and at that moment he decided that he needed to go home. And by home, I mean back to Africa. Small businesses are the pillars of our communities, and they deserve our support. The BMO for Black and Latinx Businesses program provides that support by giving you better access to educational resources, partnerships, and funding. BMO has already made an impact by providing financing to more than 1,200 businesses throughout the Midwest. Business owners who are part of the program benefit from a wide range of tools, webinars and coaching to help you focus on what you do best, and that's growing your business. Meaningful partner connections give you access to professional networks and alternative funding resources to help your business scale. And funding for your business comes with expanded credit criteria and competitive interest rates to help you obtain the working capital that you need to succeed. If you identify as a business or Latinx business owner, BMO Harris is here to help your business thrive and create capacity to grow. Learn more at bmoharris.com slash black and Latinx. When a bank helps you make real financial progress, well, that's the BMO effect. So he went to Nigeria yes. for a number of years yes. to kind of flee America. Yes. Cool to let things cool, cool down. down a bit. That's, I would say that. Did he, did he sing at that time? What did he do in Nigeria? It, no, that is a good question. I'm not quite sure. Um, I, what I do know is that he took it all in. Because that was one of the first times where, you know, you're going back home. You're going to a place where it is predominantly black people. Sure, you had... Uh, uh, white people around, but when you look at the majority, it is black people. Was and he married at the time? I think his wife had died by then. then yeah. His first wife. His first so wife. he was alone. I, 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 from what I know, I know he went back home and took it in, took in, took in what it meant to be, to be in a space where you necessarily didn't have to look over your back in fear of someone trying to kill you because of the color of your skin. 
or your success. Yes. Your All success that. as a singer, your yep. success as a businessman, business your success in New York. Yep. So that gave him some freedom. Yeah. It gave him a, a, a touch of freedom. And I, I like the fact that he learned a new definition of the N-word. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that happens to all black, it happens to black folks when you go, when you go to Africa, you come back with a whole, another appreciation comes back with you. And uh, your language changes, your posture changes, your hair might change. Lloyd's definitely, Lloyd's hair definitely changed. He, he cut out that the process. process and went fro. And you know, and, and I'm gonna go on record and say this, I'm not sure if this is, necessarily true but again we talk about the pioneer and crossover he was probably one of the first people artists before james brown said i'm black and i'm proud and you know he removed the process of the of, of his hair at the time he was definitely a part lloyd was definitely a part of that black is beautiful black is this is i want y'all to see me in this state well he did it in his music oh yeah you heard it yes. in the music it wasn't law, Lord. Right, right. It was a law. Okay. <laughs> but he wanted you not to only hear it in the music, yeah. but now I want you to see the, the, the physical manifestation of law. You've done a magnificent job, both of you, in telling his story and uh, giving us the insights into such a um, major influence in music that I think we did not have. Uh, I want to talk about you, though. I want to talk about you personally. Sheldon, uh, Sheldon I want to start with you because uh, when we were talking earlier and we have, um, I'm always trying to appeal and influence and inspire young people. Tell me about your summer job when you were at Howard University and we try to tell these kids, listen, they got this thing called opportunity, and you gotta judge it just right. Don't say no. Talk about that first summer job from Howard University that really put your career on the road. I was uh, in, in Washington, D.C., and I had taught at Howard for a year, and this particular summer I was not going to work. One of the professors called me and said, there's this new show coming in town at the Kennedy Center. They need someone who can play gospel music and who can read. Are you interested? I said, well, I don't know. I wasn't going to work this summer. He said, you never know what this could lead to. I went down and auditioned. The show was The Wiz. <laughs> I thought that was my first professional show. And from The Wiz, I'm now in Chicago doing personality. But, but opportunities opportunity. opened up. Yeah, yeah, opportunity yeah. knocked. And thanks to that professor, mm -hmm. I'm here. Mm -hmm. We all need mentors. Yes, yes we, we do. do. We all need that that push. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that mentor can see what yeah. you can't. So what, what did you plan for that summer? That five weeks you were going to be off. What were you going to do? I was going to do absolutely nothing. nothing. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, we, we can't have young people doing absolutely nothing. You get in trouble when you do absolutely nothing. At that time, sometimes you just want to sit down, and especially for Shelton, because we know he taught himself how to play the piano at four. And okay. had his, and, and was and directing the choir at, at seven, seven at church. When you get to that age mm -hmm. and at that time, 
sometimes you just want to not sit. Yeah. Sat down. Yeah. Sat down. But, but, but the Lord said, no, you can't sit down quite yet. Yeah, right. We got the whiz over here at the Kennedy Center. They, they need your inspiration. And so, now how did you get into, you were dancing. Yes. You originally I, started your, your career as a dancer. I started dancing. Uh, my parents realized that I loved uh, dancing. And so they. You were dancing in the house. Dancing in the house, watching Michael Jackson. And then I remember my father said to me, you want to, okay, you, I see you like, you're, you're enjoying Michael Jackson. I'm going to show you where Michael Jackson got it from. And showed me tapes of James Brown. And so once I saw that, I said, oh, what's this? What's this? I said, I was loving it. And so my parents realized that I was enjoying it and said, okay, we're going to put you in on some dance classes. And I was never forced into this industry. Even, even at the time, if I wanted to say to my parents, you know what, I don't really want to do this anymore. They, at the time, would have said, okay, what do you want to do? Because both of my parents wanted me to figure out what I wanted to do. They never told me, this is what you have to do, right? Now, if I came to them today and said, I don't want to do this anymore, no they would say, all right, let's have a talk. Let's see what's happening. Let's see what's going on. And they would listen to me. I say all that to say, I love what I do. So how'd you start singing? I always knew I could, I always knew I wanted to sing. I took singing seriously to, um, once I got to Professional Performing Arts High School, mm -hmm. uh, which is in New York at, um, in the city. Uh, it's called PPAS is a short name for it. But that's where I really took singing seriously. And the voice that you hear today, that you heard uh, uh, me doing Lloyd Price, is not the voice I had while I was in high school. I trained. I trained because I knew I wanted to sing. I knew I wanted what I heard in my head to come out the way I wanted it to, to, to be presented to the world. But I trained and trained and trained and trained. And I got better as I got into college. And then outside of college, what I did, I made sure to uh, surround myself with singers who I thought were phenomenal singers, but also had the training, the curriculum, so that I can go, how'd you do that? Mm -hmm. Teach me how to do that. Mm -hmm. How'd you do that? And then I had voice teachers uh, that also helped me with that. So you had voice today. training as well as you were surrounding yourself mm -hmm. with your peers who could sing too. Experience. Yeah. 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 And that was it. So who's your favorite singer? Favorite singer? Okay. I have a lot of singers that I, I enjoy. But, but who's, if, your, if, who's your very favorite? If you could get tickets to a concert, what concert would you go to? Any concert. Today? Yeah. Next Thursday we going. Well, <laughs> I will tell you this right now. <laughs> I love me some big freedom. Okay? Miss Queen Diva Bounce. Big freedom. Miss Miss You Already Know. That's her that's her tagline. Oh, I love me some big freedom. And I and I know that she's gonna be playing Is she your favorite? One of my favorites for sure. Who else? We got Patty LaBelle. Yeah. We have uh, uh Shaka Khan. Yeah. We got Miss Gladys Knight. We got Miss Nancy Wilson. You just naming all of them. Look, <laughs> when you know what you know what you're doing, you know how to do it. 
Sheldon, yeah. same question. Who's your favorite singer? Again, the list is long. <laughs> but give me top three. Top three, Patty Austin. You oh. work, but you worked with everybody. All your favorite. Roberta Flack. Hello. You worked with Hello. Roberta Flack. Who else? I mean, there's. I think Celine Dion. That she's got such. But that one got pipes. She yes. does have pipes. She got them in the pipes. But she learned. Is, you know, she's further down my list. Yes. I would say. Yeah, yeah. But there, there are so many people who inspired me growing up. You know, the Aretha Franklins of the world. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, yeah. Those people who were innovators. I, I always listened for the uniqueness yeah. of the voice. Yes. Did you all see, um, this was years ago, maybe about five, six years ago, uh, they had a show called The Divas. Did you see The Divas? The, the, which one? You talking about the Aretha Franklin Diva one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw it. And Shania Twain, uh, Celine Dion. Mama Aretha, Mariah. <laughs> and then when Aretha came on, she said, okay, girls, y'all can sit down now. Here's the real diva. I'm taking you to church. She sure did, but, and I, I, but I'm going to say this too. And this is why I also okay. give Celine credit. Because everybody else was a little scared. Celine, Celine said, come on, we can play. We can play. And Aretha said, oh, we're going to play? Let's play. And they went back and forth. And by the end of that, she said, she sure enough know the Lord. <laughs> She's showing up, know the Lord. They're okay. singing, 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 they're singing. And I, you know, I didn't mention any of the male artists that I okay, love. Okay, I want to know. That was my next question. Prince is one of my favorites. James Brown is one of my favorites. Marvin Gaye, Otis Redding, Bobby Womack. We don't talk about Bobby Womack yes, enough. Yes. Love me some Bobby Womack. Uh, 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 those are just the first names that come to mind. Okay, now Shelton, you got the same question. Who, who in the in the male category? Wait, wait, one more, one more, one more before I forget. Phil Perry. Yes. You just got again. That's another singing somebody who's still with us today that people need to give him his just due to. Donny Hathaway. Yes. Uh, Isaac Hayes. Yes. By the time I get to <laughs> again, I'm always attracted to the Tone. uniqueness Tone. Mm -hmm. of those voices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and lest we forget the Leontine Prices of Come the on. world. Jesse Norma, all those people mm -hmm. have been influences in my life. Because yeah. I was trained classically. Yeah. And even though it was classical, there was still some black folk doing that. That's right. At a high level. That's at a What's, what's next for personality? Do you, you think you might get an extended stay? Look, as long as the people keep, keep on coming, hey. That, that's going to show to the people. We need to stay here a little longer. So is New York on the horizon? Oh, yeah. It's on the horizon. We, we are hopeful that that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. That's one of the places we're going to go. Uh, we could, look, we could take this everywhere. Washington, Kennedy Center? Yes. Washington, it would do wonderful it, in yes. Washington, D.C. Yeah. Let's go. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What about the Apollo? Look, if the Apollo want us there, we come. Mm-hmm. You'd be home? We'd be home. We be home because yes, Broadway is is a is a wonderful place to be, but there's so many other places where this show can and should be. Well, listen, Chicago is becoming a theater town, and uh, we are doing a lot of pre-Broadway. But sometimes they do better in Chicago than they do on Broadway. I want to thank you. I want to welcome you. I want to keep you. And uh, you all have just done a remarkable performance in telling Lloyd Price's story. And it's a story that we need to know because that's why it's so important that we tell our own stories, that we give our definition to it, that we give our 
uh, historical context to it so that we don't lose it and so that it doesn't become obscure yes. and we don't think rock and roll came from Elvis Presley. Hello. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think I better say thank you for listening to Indigo Studio. We've been with a saint, St. Alban, who is the star of personality, and Shelton Beckton, I don't know what to say. He is a music master. He Amen. is the music man, and if he touches it, it just sounds more better. Shelton, thank you for writing such a beautiful, uh, putting this music together. It just flows so beautifully. I think you all need to do a Lloyd Price new CD, 23 <laughs> stuff, and maybe a... Uh, Big Frida? Maybe oh, Miss Frida. Frida could join you. Look, uh, Queen of Mouse, uh, we have Big Frida on the Lord Price song. <laughs> and look, and that would be fabulous. Uh, <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, all right. Because right. <laughs> you've got time to invest in you. City Colleges of Chicago can support you with a world-class education, whatever your goal is. Get started with summer classes at City Colleges. Apply now at ccc.edu apply. <laughs>